Stuff like Nordic pre-Christian religion is documented in distant, weird sources that rather a few people have access to understand. And that means that people's own creativity very much gets into play when engaging this weird medieval material. And this counts in scholarship, by the way, but it also counts in personal religious engagement with that stuff. There aren't any elders, you know, there aren't any established seniority which transfers criteria for the validity of knowledge and practice. All that stuff is pretty much up to yourself. Now, one very contemporary way of personally engaging Nordic heritage is New Age. And uh, I actually wanted to make a video about New Age, but I changed my mind and decided to focus in a slightly different topic, and that's bullshit. This is a video about bullshit. So back to New Age. Being New Age is a little bit like being hipster, or being privileged, or being too fragile. Being New Age is this kind of deplorable thing which everybody kind of is while vehemently accusing everybody else of totally being it. The stigma that the term New Age confers is actually interesting in itself because it, it contributes to marginalizing these playful and experimental and sometimes admittedly rather silly ways that people are reaching for animism and traditional knowledge. New Age was, in its, its inception, it was kind of a hippie branch on what is sometimes called Western esotericism, that great historical waste bucket of rejected ways of knowing that didn't comply with the kinds of knowledge that was uh, prescribed by elites. Uh, and this is part of the background, uh, by the way, uh, to the way that the concept New Age is deployed as a derogatory term, uh, as, as, a, as an othering. It's something that somebody else does, you know. Um, and I think this othering in itself is something that ought to be interrogated, and I hope to, to get around to, the, uh, to do this one day. It's also part of the reason, by the way, that I've been a little bit hesitant criticizing New Age, because the kind of people who mostly criticize New Age... They, they often don't seem to me to have something better to put in the place of New Age. One example is that New Age criticism is often voiced by a kind of heathens that are called Reconstructionists. And uh, I find Reconstructionism to be a rather convoluted project, um, trying to produce some sort of modernist, culturalist polytheism or something like that. I also suspect that there's stuff going on inside the field that we can roughly label New Age, which should probably not be condemned. But boy, there is also a lot of bullshit in there. So if you have the two sort of categories, New Age and bullshit, they probably overlap quite a bit, but they aren't coterminous, right? And in a sense, therefore, I think it's more honest, you know, to just cut the bullshit and talk about bullshit. And <laughs> bullshit is actually quite interesting. It's more interesting than you'd think. Importantly, I don't think that bullshit is this either-or situation. It's not like either you have a truthful account of something or you have a false bullshit account. It's more like gradations, you know. You see, this is a very different way of, of looking at something. For instance, if you talk about pretending something, then that can sometimes result in, in, in bullshit, actually, but not always. I think there are, there are more of gradation of degrees, for instance, in, in, in pretending. At the best end, you have, you have 
right pretending, useful pretending, which creates or calls a reality into being by imitating, for instance. And this is akin to masking. When you wear a mask, you mix yourself in with something other in order to relate yourself with that other and call that relation into, into being through the performance of the mask. And this is high animist technology, and it should actually totally not be named bullshit at all. But it's important to have that pole in the mix to better understand uh, this aspect of pretense. An indigenous raven dancer from the Northwest Pacific culture, he wears a mask and he performs raven into being by physically relating it with his own body. Pretending is part of his animist technology, but it's not bullshit, you know. It's effectively relating Raven into being. Okay, so what about this kind of masking? All these teenagers who babe up themselves and Vikingy ways and Instagram and paint themselves with runes and all, all that stuff. I mean, of course, they're totally not on the level of a Raven dancer in terms of animist technology, but they are invoking something somehow by this playful masking. They're, they're mixing themselves in with something through this pretense, right? Perhaps we've moved a bit further towards a bullshit pole, but I don't think I would label it bullshit. At the other end of the continuum from the Raven Dancer, at the extreme bullshit end, you have people who claim something which is directly fraudulent, like luring people to pay money for pebbles or handfuls of dirt by calling it mysteriously Viking Norse, or claiming that you have a Viking code which consists of these made-up Icelandic words for some Boy Scout fitness manifesto and make people pay into the pyramid schemes, you know, for fake communi community membership, you know, motivated by some dream of a gay fascist community of very fit, very white men who seem to like each other a lot and hate everybody else. These are real examples, by the way. <laughs> but there's a huge continuum between the non-bullshit pretense of the raven dancer and the fraudulent businesses hiding out somewhere of the in, in, on, on the internet. Somewhere in this continuum of different levels of pretending, you know, it probably flicks in to become bullshit, I guess. In the continuums around bullshit, you also find a lot of blathering, actually. <laughs> a lot of talk about inner cores and inner lights and true selves and self-realization and themselves and their path and their selves and their inner path to inner light of inner core and all that stuff, you know. Uh, you also find a lot of narcissism, a lot of self-portrayal. There's a lot of postulating of arcane, deep insights and knowledge. You know, this always seems paradoxical to me because, you know, would anybody with an actual mystical insight communicate it on Instagram? You know, it seems rather unlikely to me. <laughs> um, there are a lot of people who are teaching stuff that they probably kind of believe themselves. They're doing yoga-like stuff, waving their arms about and wriggling about, you know, in quite hilarious ways sometimes, looking all serious. But here's the thing. I grew up in a farm. You know, shit from cattle is actually manure. I suspect that people sometimes find important stuff through bullshit. And I suspect that useful stuff sometimes grow out of shit. For instance, this case uh, that I mentioned here of, of this playful pretending, all these little white suburban middle-class middle girlies who paint themselves and babe up to look like these mega goth manga metal emo vulvas or whatever the flip that is, you know, they seem to be endlessly photographing themselves in autumn forest scapes and, and so on. And I once arrogantly scoffed at all that. 
I was chatting with the grand old lady of Nordic shamanism, Annette Hurst, and she told me, no, you know, that stuff is, is a bit like casting a vision of themselves. I mean, of course, a blind cat can see that these persons are not like what they're trying to portray, but that phone there, it becomes like a magic mirror to them where they visualize, they manifest, they invoke something inside them. And that thing inside them, that is true, that's authentic, you know. And I think that playfulness and that masking, of course, it isn't on the level of the raven dancer, but it still does something. And uh, I don't think I would stamp that bullshit. Uh, I think playfulness is important. Uh, I don't claim to understand it to the bottom, but it's. I think it's, it probably mediates something somehow. But man, I mean, at least some of us also need to be able to tell the difference. And if we can't do that, then we're just mired in bullshit. And telling the difference is not necessarily all that easy all the time. I'll give you a funny example of that. I came across an article that was written by a Native American woman who's a shaman, and she criticized this uh, plastic shamanism that is sometimes uh, applied in stereotyping white people. Uh, and the article uh, directed itself to all the white women who want to be like me. And this article was widely shared by platforms of indigenous empowerment and, and, and so on. And I then checked out the homepage of this indigenous woman and I landed in a universe of pink. The homepage of this woman who calls herself stuff like, you know, healing spirit and sacred rainbow and these kind of things. I promise you I'm not exaggerating this. You know, it immediately started to throw these rather aggressive marketing at me, like a chat window railing me in with some algorithm response system. A pop-up came up with a questionnaire that proposed to define my spirit animal. And, and out of sheer perverse horror, I took this questionnaire and I took screenshots of it. And I came to the conclusion that I should probably change my name to Soaring Eagle Rasmussen. Isn't that crazy? You know, this woman uses, in this case, indigeneity or claimed indigeneity, can be difficult to tell on the internet, to criticize plastic shamanism. But she makes the criticism itself a lever for bullshitting more effectively. She went viral peddling plastic shamanism under the guise of very judgmentally opposing it. <laughs> now, I find it difficult to set down strict criteria for what's up and down. What I'm trying to, to uh, do myself is to just use my con common sense. When I see somebody waving their arms in some way that's supposed to be some yoga self-realization program, then I ask myself, is there a real knowledge there? Is there real mastery? You know, try to look at this stuff here. This is Halgrim Hansegård from Norway. He's a legitimate master of Halling dancing, a deep traditional Nordic movement system. This is mastery, and this is a knowledge keeper, right? And of course, uh, I'm quite far too professional and dispassionately above all this stuff to now show you a really outrageous counterexample to that. Nah, I'm just fucking with you. Would you take a look at this? What is that? What are these symbols? Are they supposed to be runes? Oh yeah, yoga. Of course, what is that on his face? What's that thing in his face? Reminds me of that thing from... Aliens. 
how many years is he talking about? It's based on the runes, which are tens of thousands of years old. Tens of thousands of years old. You see the difference between these two things. And admittedly, of course, the difference is not always that clear, but we must tune our perception to sort of tell the difference. I think playfulness is important, but there's a fine line somewhere where it clicks over and just becomes ridiculous. Or just full of itself. Or both. <laughs> Often both. Um, I ask myself, you know, what is the knowledge level that's being spoken from here? Is there a knowledge tradition or did the person just pull the whole thing out of his arse? You know, under the pretense of being some deep and insightful inner core thing. Is there an education? Is there humor? Just a touch of not taking yourself too seriously as a really good marker, I think. What is the nature of what I'm being told? Does it have an actual content? Or is it just some Uranus center, Uranus path, force kind of shit, which doesn't make any concrete proposition of any sort, but it's just this kind of language that rolls along like bosking in its own fancy schmancy sound. You see that quite a lot. So, sort of language that's just rolling on, rolling along. Um, I often ask myself, where is this located on a continuum between flowery, meaningless postulates and real content? Is there something concrete, propositions being made? You know, where is the person's focus directed, importantly? You know, and it should be on something. It should be something outside the person itself. You see a lot of blathering that seems motivated by low, low self-esteem. You know, basically atten attention addiction driven by attention addictions. I almost feel it's offensive when I encounter this kind of communication. It seems to be not be about something. It's not directed at something, not interested in something, but the thing is sort of just taken in to serve the narcissism of the speaker. And that's absolutely horrid. And uh, I advise you to shun that. <laughs> As contemporary Eurodescendants, most of us do not have access to actual elders, to actual uh, initiations. And stuff like traditions of senior knowledge keepers who can vouch for the rightness of a right story uh, is just not available to us. And that's part of the reason, I think, that there's so much bullshit around and often catastrophic bullshit. So I think that we have to figure it out by ourselves. And in that process, we need to keep our wits about us and become very wary about what kinds of bullshit we are dealing with you know, when we're looking at contemporary exponents of Nordic heritage. So yeah, thanks for listening. I hope this all made sense and uh, wasn't too offensive. And uh, see you around. This is the Nordic Animism channel. My name is Rune Janne Rasmussen, historian of religion from Uppsala and Copenhagen universities. On this channel, I uh, talk about my research and different initiatives focused on recovering North European traditional animist knowledge of land connectedness and kinship with the other than human world. And I try to make these parts of our cultural history available, try to dialogue them into our contemporary, uh, uh, contemporary culture. You can Patreon support my work or visit my web shop if you want to support this.
Pingando, tren, tren.